just contains a whole lot of music um you know the idea of the podcast germinated with that at least in my head so i've along some brilliant musicians who are also close friends uh, i've seen grow leaps and bounds over the years uh, and i got them to talk about the turning point in their careers and sing a little something for you we have saxophone player and composer abhay sharma musician and owner of the piano man jazz club arjun sagar gupta singer songwriters kamakshi khanna nisha shetty and praptot singh as well as musicians aditya narayan and anand bhaskar a lineup that's literally music to my ears and very close to my heart listen on for more and watch out for a special performance at the end of the episode hi kamakshi nisa anand arjun abhay aditya and praptoj firstly thank you each and every one of you for your music and secondly for being so kind and congratulations for being a part of the ht branch podcast earlier this year and welcome to the 50th episode i'm going to begin with abhay who was a part of our first episode and uh, this question goes for the rest of you too um so abhay what was the turning point in your career and could you play us a little something after you're done with your answer thank you mm, you know the turning point in my life was actually when uh, i had worked uh, to a point where someone from bombay approached me to play for them like even sel approached me to play for them before that i had kind of no real sort of a clout so to speak in delhi or bombay and once that happened i think people started taking me seriously and then that's when i decided to kind of move on to trying to write my own stuff as well with sold out and then things didn't really work out with the band and then i worked out with another band that i made called the revisit project but yeah 
before that kind of people didn't really take me seriously and which is a little weird but yeah i mean that was the turning point and yeah after that i kind of never looked back and just kept on making music and i think every day is quite a shocker with respect to learning music so yeah every day is a sort of a turn for me because there is so much that i learn from practicing every day so i think yeah these two things quite regularly happen how old I were you when i asked sorry oh no we're getting asked age venetial <laughs> 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 you know he was very young what happened how old you... were you um when you talk about this turning point how old were you uh, then yeah i was 20 I I met them when I was twenty, and I toured with them when I was twenty-one. एक वो U.S. का tour था जहाँ पर बड़ा नहीं थी तो वहाँ उसके बाद लोगों ने थोड़ा किया कि अच्छा ठीक है इसको बाजे वाले को लेते हैं अपने बाजे वाले को हाँ उससे पहले थोड़ा मेरा ऐसे देसी vibes था पंजाबी vibes after that like people realized that Punjabi is cool as well so I, they kind of hired me as well after that. Oh. <laughs> All right, and can you play a little something for us? कुछ भी You know what? I can I can actually just uh, sing the next upcoming song that I wrote for the band. Go for it. Hey, I'll just start from the pre-chorus, and then you guys can take it from there. I mean, your own songs. Okay. Gotcha. 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 And I was wondering, their love just ain't for me. Sharing plants in post-gig harmony, you see. Da 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 da. She keeps me stunned. That's a star. Da 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 da. She keeps me stunned. That's a star you ever heard of. Da-da-da. You may say she smiles a lot, and she smiles through all the cold train dreams of mine. And she's the master of all the cold dreams of mine. I don't sing western, but this I is this is a cold train to miles, the miles to cold train thing that you're talking about. This is the upcoming song that I wrote. It's coming out on Saturday. That's right. That's good. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. And yeah, I mean, Chazen has sung this one, so I mean, many oh, times nice. I've been told to come vibes. But yeah, I mean, I write, but I don't sing Western. So that's about it. All right. Next up, we have Arjun Sagar Gupta. Uh, so Arjun, the many turning points of your life, or like yeah, yeah, so many that like, like I told you earlier. <laughs> It uh, 15 degree plus 15 degree eventually became 360. I'm back to where I started. So hi, but I, I figured out good hair product oh. in the last 20 years. That's the only thing I've done. <laughs> Come on. I'm serious, dude. Like it. It took me 30 years of my life to get my hair right. I mean, rightish. It's not. Listen, when your hair. <laughs> That's my turning point, man. I got my hair right. You, you understand how much confidence I give. You do you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, but so, a- yeah. As a musician, yeah. like seriously, beyond your hair, huh. <laughs> tell us. Beyond was it opening the Piano Man Jazz Club? Was it the day you decided to do it? Was it? No, it was actually out? the Piano Man. Obviously, was very significant. The the materialization of the Piano Man was very significant. But before that, just just getting into the food space itself was, um, because, you know, because I'd been in many industries before that, but never food, and I have no education in food, right? I have no background in food, so it kind of just happened. 
and uh, yeah, it was cool. And then everything sort of evolved. Like, and that's the funny thing. Like most of like everything I've done has just kind of happened. So it isn't like, uh, obviously there's conscious thought and there's uh, effort behind everything. But uh, uh, I think the, the thumb rule is don't say no to anything. Keep trying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And what did it feel like when you finally did open the Piano Man Jazz Club and it became the go-to oh, for in, all musicians? Insane. Yeah, the first night of opening the, the Southern Club, I, I remember uh, I borrowed my... My, my father's driver, Sabir, I borrowed his scooter. And I just wanted to be alone. So I'm in the, like this three-piece, like fancy suit. One of my block suit was in Macy's. My discount was in Macy's. My parents were beautiful. I used to love it, except I got so packed and that was a big step and it just went... The whole thing tore into like two pieces. Okay. But anyway, so at that time, when I was still fitter, um, at night at whatever, three, four in the morning, after wrapping up, I was like, Sabir, uh, I'm taking your scooter. I need time. And I just... Nice suit, sitting on the scooter alone. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was just just a way to absorb the moment. It was quite beautiful. And and yeah, and, and in fact, the piano man itself is constantly evolving, right? It's been a crazy two years. We had we had some you know fun plans before Corona hit, and we're now trying to restructure them and figure out how to take them forward. You either evolve or you act to see. There's no other option. Right. All right. Uh, play us a little something now. Uh, okay, can you hear this? Yes. My funny Valentine, sweet funny Valentine, you make me smile with my heart. You're the sun at the moon. Yet you're my favorite burger boy. Is your finger less than green? Is your mouth less weak when you open it? If you can for me, stay little Valentine, stay, stay, stay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Arjun, for that. And now I'm going to move on to Kamakshi. <laughs> Made me miss the piano man, though, hearing that. Uh, <laughs> I just went back. It really then. did. It really did. <laughs> mm. Yes, all of us stuck in Bombay except Kamakshi. Okay, so Kamakshi, turning point in your life and please sing a little something. <laughs> yeah. um, I agree with everybody that there's no one like turning point personally. But I think something recently that was really special was me releasing Kareeb. I think it reached a new audience. I think a lot of people got um, engaged with more than I've, I've ever seen a lot of people like kind of covered the song, did their own renditions, which was basically a little dream that had come true uh, with that song. And I think just generally all the new music I'm releasing is a turning point for me personally because it's very different from anything I've done before. It's, it's like me experimenting with new styles and new sounds and 
um, that's the most exciting part. So yeah, I think 2020 somehow was actually a turning point for me personally as an artist. Yeah. All right. And are you going to sing Kareem? <laughs> I was thinking maybe no. <laughs> okay. Go for whatever. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to play uh, one of my upcoming songs. It's kind of old. I played it at Piano Man a lot. The first time was actually there. I have a very strong memory. <laughs> and See, this is why you should stay, Arjun. I'm finally releasing it after I don't know how many years. It's a song called Breathe. Can you guys hear me?
That girl in the magazine Trying to get smaller for the bigger screen I should have been there for her That girl in the club left drunk Looking for love that she get home I should have been there I should have been there for my sister I should have been there for my brother I should have been there for her I should have been there for her I should have been there for my mother We should have been there for each other I should have been there for her I should have been there for her Okay, that's a go. Preview ish. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you. I'm so nervous. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. And since Nisa mentioned Prap Doj, hi. Yes. Hi. <laughs> Hello. So, what was the turning point in your career and what are you thinking for us today? <laughs> The turning point, actually, uh, I mean, of course, there were like multiple of them because uh, I am a songwriter, musician and like also a music producer now. Uh, like the turning point in music would be me joining Kirodimal College because I think that's where it became all serious for me. Uh, you know, like I was surrounded by some some really good, I mean, great musicians and uh like you know that sort of impacted me so much that you know i wanted to do it more seriously and along the process i got like a lot of like musical knowledge and practice at the same time in those 3 years and if i were to talk about the the production i think i don't know if arjun's still on the call but like he hired me as a sound engineer at piano man and i did that for like around 6 7 months and I realized I liked it, you know. Uh, that's where my interest in sound grew and then I started uh, it took me into the production side of things as well. So these are like the two major turning points that I feel, you know, have, you know, really pushed me into where I'm headed. And uh, maybe the biggest turning point, I mean, it's still not there yet, but these two would I would be like <laughs> noteworthy mentions. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be singing uh, this rock song that I had Uh, released i think last year it's called love sick puppy and uh, don't ask me what it's about i mean it's it's a very straightforward song <laughs> so here it goes
supposed to do it's something that i can control it's in my nature don't even say that i'm human if you never really wanted all my love for you yeah thank you so much <laughs> that was so good That was so good, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, next up, we have Anand Bhaskar. Hi, Anand. Uh, so, turning point in your life. I know we've done a huge story on it, but like, still. <laughs> I I think I joined a little late, and I, and somebody said that there have to be more than one turning point in everybody's life. Yeah. For me, I think the biggest turning point in my life, as cheesy as it sounds, was meeting my wife, because uh, up until that time, I was. I, like my dream of doing music had died it's it was dead i was an advertising professional and uh, i used to think ki you need to either have like a lot of money to pursue a career in music or you need to be so poor that you've got nothing to lose and you know you can you like you sort of dive head first into music and it was only because of her that i really like sort of became a little serious about my original compositions and i started recording them and uh, uh you know one thing led to another and here i am i'm doing music full time and i don't remember the life i had before i did music because that was a desk job and like no offense to people who do desk jobs but for me it was it was like dying every day so so yeah so i'm, I'm like i'm very very grateful for that and had i not met her I'd not be who I am today, so that's the biggest turning point in my life. Can I just say, oh, <laughs> okay? <laughs> <laughs> And could you play something for us? Okay, so I am not, uh, you know, in my own studio. I'm at actually, I'm actually recording somewhere. And so I found this out of tune guitar lele, and I know Prabhtoj is here, Kamakshi is here, and Nisa is here, and uh, these are all people I am. heavily heavily musically intimidated by it, just so you know so um, so this is going to be like very out of tune i've tried to tune it a lot but it's not not like budging so i'm going to sing a very simple song called fana i hope you guys enjoy it wow this sucks I'll sing without the guitar, Lily. Hmm. I know, Mary, that you're so close to me. 
तुझे लगता है मेरे सारे वादे झूठे हैं तू समझ ना मेरे प्यार को मेरी जान जिगर तेरी चुप्पी मेरे दिल के चैन को लूटे है मैं तुझसे हूं तू मुझसे मैं ये जान गया मैं तेरे बिना हूं भूल बराबर मान गया मेरी हर पंक्ति के शब्दों की तू स्याही है इस राह के हम तुम दोनों ही हम राही है मैं हूं फना तेरे बिना तेरे बिना मैं हूं फना मैं हूं फना तेरे बिना तेरे बिना मैं हूं फना thank you so much i was thinking what intimidated and all shoo no i am i am like i mean i've i've never been this nervous in my own song and i feel like i feel like i have imposter syndrome or what is whatever it is i feel like an imposter every day so yes. you get i mean nisa i've already spoken to you on instagram i'm like huge huge nisa fan for sure and <laughs> god we, we spoke what? about sonia <laughs> we spoke about sonia serendipity oh yeah but what is sonia fan so, thank you anand <laughs> thank you and thank you for sharing your music it was lovely and finally I'm not going to say I'm saving the best for the last, but who knows? We have added Narayan. <laughs> I'm surely my oldest friend for the last. Phoenix jokes. Hi, Aditya N. <laughs> so tell us a little about what your turning point was and what are you singing for us today? Um, turning points. So I'm very like the same same thing. Like there's there's no there's no one particular one, but the most. recent one for me was last year when uh, when we all were stuck at home uh, and i was here on my own and i was uh, working on a show ka score and i just kept doing it doing it and i just got so fried um eventually i i just started to uh, do these lives and these uh, very like very badly done hava uh, songs and all that and then um then i got sick of that also all 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 so because i just can't stick to one thing for too too long so finally i started to make my own songs on a live and i'm like for for film for commercials and stuff I've, i i'm quite com- comfortable with that but to make my own songs the last time i must have made one was i think 2010 2011 before i moved here and then after that every song i made i jumped um and i felt so so scared and so intimidated but then suddenly on those lives i started to get good reactions and i'm i'm a sucker for like compliments on on songs attention, attention. on songs yeah <laughs> i think i think that's why we're all in the business right like I mean, yeah, yeah, at least I know I am. I mean, like, yeah. I'm not ashamed of it. I so. love the attention. For sure. When I'm on stage, I love the attention for sure. I mean, no denying. And when you made made that song with the uh, Ishita, that Ho Jaave Sara Titarbita, what a great song! <laughs> Just on, on the side. I am surprised you even heard it. I have heard it many times. Many I have also heard it. Hello. 
बट I started to compose my own tracks, um, and they're very score-like tracks, and very spacey. And not they don't have hooks. Um, they're very uh, string-based and orchestral. And then suddenly, from one, I made another, and a third, and a fourth. And then I started to call this act um, Meadows and Rust. Meadows because um, I hope to write a positive song someday. Rust. because i just write really like songs that just go like take me back in my head or uh, which are pretty dark some some sometimes and i didn't have a space to let that let that feeling sort of come out um so yeah and so far i'm out with three tracks um and i'm playing the fourth one for you guys which should be out soonish in, in about a month or two this one weirdly it, it like i wrote it a while back um but it comes at a time when when we're seeing so much uh, like so much uh, around the world which which is going wrong it's just a reminder to to ourselves and to the ones who who um who who have all the power that were were all being watched and um we all have some amount of uh, love inside us too so let's you know like let's let's try let's try to get that out and um hope hope to like take out the um not so great things this song is called in invincible can you guys hear the piano and it's a very heavily produced orchestral track um but i'm just going to sing the violin lines we Oh 
thing is narayan i'm going to have to ask are, you are, are. a little bit of that again because people wanted to harmonize while you were playing oh wow <laughs> let's let's do one thing um the song is not out yet and uh, it's been mixed but um why don't we just do one thing like why don't we all just add layers to it if if you guys are up if it works uh, yeah. yeah yeah for sure go for it if you if you, if you want those if you want those Subby vocal layers. Yeah, I'll do all. I'll do all. Have to do that. I think. I'm. 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 Like, I'm not one. I'm not one to plug my tracks and stuff. But, uh, but, um, it just, just sort of occurred to me that if you guys wish to, I, 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 I can just send you all the track and, um, you can just add to it. And but we're doing it right now. Yeah, send the stems. Send the stems. We'll, we'll. We'll. Okay, and once you have all of it, you're gonna send it to me. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. Well, thank you guys so much for coming for this and for coming together and for entertaining me earlier and even today and for singing so beautifully and just everything that each one of you does every single day. Thank you so so much. Listen, thank you for always being so supportive of like. Yeah, us man. and musicians and always like putting our work out there like you've been doing that for such a long time and it's just it's very yeah, lovely of you. your and your energy is incredible man chef prateek sadhu he's someone i've known since i moved to mumbai 3 years ago and now that i'm back in delhi i'm glad i went for that one solitary meal i could manage before the pandemic began at his restaurant mask forget the unquestionable taste of his food i love the fact that they focus so much on the ingredients its history and chemistry a master at what he does also makes prateek sadhu a fortnightly columnist that people ask questions to And as much as I pester him every time, he's never not had an answer that dealt with the subject in a simple, easy to execute manner. Listen on to what HT Brunch columnist Veer Sangvi has to say about this talented chef. If you're into food at all, you probably have heard of Pratik Sadhu. In some ways, he's India's most controversial chef. He's somebody I've known for a long time. I knew him when he worked for the Taj. He worked at the West End. He worked at the Lands End. He worked at the Leela. But he really only came to fame after he opened Mask in Bombay. Now the problem with Mask, and I was very surprised when I ate there because I really loved Pratik, and he's one of the nicest guys in the business. And the food was quite disappointing. Is that though there was this gap between the food and what I'd expected of Pratik, there was no gap in the PR. 
It had actually the best organized PR machine of any Indian restaurant. It had critics eating out of the palm of his hand. People who knew nothing about food were saying he was a genius. And then they spent more money than anyone else I know. And they hired Lotus PR in London. And he became internationally known. And I was always a little surprised because I didn't think the food was that good. I didn't think it deserved all this credit. And yet I knew what Pratik was capable of. I knew what a gifted chef he was. I knew what a nice person he was. And so I went back last month and I went and ate at Mask in Bombay. And I'm so pleased to say that I was just blown away. This is a chef now at the height of his past. He's not doing that vague, bland international food he used to do earlier. He's doing Indian food, reinterpreted, modern, full of flavors, full of imagination, full of wit, full of joy. He is, in my opinion, one of the greatest chefs cooking in India today. And it's a surprise in a way because he's cast off the baggage of the past. And it's not a surprise because I always knew he could do it. I write about him in Root Food this week. Do read it. We all wish we had a group of friends who lived as close by and were as tight as Monica Chandler, Ross, Rachel, Joey and Phoebe from Friends. The show How I Met Your Mother gave a boost to the hardcore romantics among us 90s kids and Grey's Anatomy, you know, made us crave and, you know, try to find um, our person to mirror the bond Meredith Grey and Christina Yang shared on the show. And though there are a lot of things in these shows which may raise eyebrows today, I still find myself resonating with the emotional aspects of the show. Not that these were shows ahead of their time, uh, they just mirrored the society or the perception of it back then. Politically too, it may seem that some scripts may have taken a peek into the future, like in the show Homeland, which portrays Afghanistan in a similar turmoil as it is today. Listen on as HD branch columnist Seema Goswami explores the shelf life and futuristic angles of TV shows. The more things change, the more they remain the same. I was struck anew by this thought as I began re-watching Homeland as part of my resolution to revisit all my favorite shows to see if they still resonated with me. And even though this show premiered 10 years ago, it really could have been made this year. The Americans were enmeshed in an endless, futile war in Afghanistan. Pakistan's ISI was playing both sides for betraying the USA in a spectacular fashion. The war in Syria was raging. Young, impressionable Muslim girls were being brainwashed to go join the global jihad and much more in this vein. It was almost as if the writers of the show had time traveled to the present, read all the headlines in the newspapers and based their scripts on them. The Americans were negotiating peace with the Taliban. Yes, really. The refugee camps were overflowing with people fleeing the conflict in Syria. Israel was attacking Iran's nuclear scientists with magnetic bombs and so on and so forth. I had the same sense of deja vu when I was watching my other all-time favorite series, The West Wing, which premiered way back in 1999. But even though we are now in the third decade of a new millennium, the themes of the show still seem current. One of the earlier episodes focuses on the border tensions between India and Pakistan, with the American president feeling worried about the prospect of a nuclear confrontation between the two South Asian neighbors. Season 5 ends with violence in the Gaza Strip, which makes President Bartlett try and persuade the Israelis and Palestinian leadership to come sort of settlement. Spoiler alert, he fails. 
As I said, the more things change, the more they remain the same. Joining the Golden Jubilee celebrations of the HD Brunch podcast, we brought back two of our cover stars, Bindu and Ampi Subramaniam, who had actually come together to talk about Indian classical music with their parents, who are renowned musicians, uh, El Subramaniam and Kavita Krishnamurti, the brother-sister duo who also run a music school called Sapa together, often collaborate with each other. And for our celebratory episode, we got them to perform a little something for you. Sono zato bella ciao bella ciao bella ciao 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 una mattina mi sono zato e ho trovato l'invasore o partigiano much for listening and congratulations to the HT Brunch podcast for their 51st episode. Have a great Sunday brunch. The weekend is when you take a break from a hectic week whether it's work from home or work from work. 
It's also a day to develop perspective on things by not just consuming news, but also analyzing it by listening to different points of views and figuring out what you feel about it. We hope we've been able to do just that with today's HD Brunch podcast. Feel free to give us feedback and suggestions on HD Smartcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or DM us directly at HD Brunch on Instagram and Twitter. To listen to more podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com or suno nay nazariye se. I will see you back here next weekend with another dose of entertainment that keeps things real. Till then, happy brunching, guys. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.